You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. Yeah, well, uh, good morning. It's, it's good to see so many of you. I'm glad Wayne gave a shout out. Um, it's been a long time since I've done my, my story, so uh, I'd like to kind of jump into that. Well, I want to invite you. I don't know if this is your experience, but when I read the Bible, I can't help myself but see my life reflected in some of the characters that I read there, some of the people I'm reading and the ways that they're interacting with God. And lately, as I've been reflecting on this journey to be ordained as a pastor, I've been thinking about how my experience can parallel that of Jonah. And uh, let, me, let me explain what I mean by that. You remember Jonah. He was given a direct mission, a calling from God, and he took a very roundabout way to get there, didn't he, right? Like literally running the other, other way, spending three days, three nights in the belly of the great fish, just fleeing from God or, or pursuing other directions. And in some ways, the calling to become a pastor in my life began almost 20 years ago trace it back that far. But it wasn't until about a handful of years that I I was willing to step into and really engage with that, with those around me and those in this church. So let let me rewind and start from the beginning. I grew up in a great, fun, loving home. I had great parents. I have a twin brother who I love, a younger sister and younger brother who I love and are dear to me. But when I was eight years old, my parents sat me down and told us that they were getting a divorce something that shapes all of us that have gone through, and I know many of you have. So while my mom ended up with custody of us, my dad fought very hard to remain in our lives. He made a lot of sacrifices to be there. It's something I'm really thankful for. And I can look back on my life and see that my dad was one of the early spiritual influencers in my life. In, in what he, uh, When he saw us on the weekends and, and during the week, he made sure that we were Uh, attending church, that we were going with him. He made sure I was confirmed in the church we attended. And so as I arrived in junior high and high school, I had a strong Christian background and understanding and conceptual understanding of the faith. I understood what it meant to be a Christian. But as I was coming of age, I, I met some friends who invited me into their church, into their youth group, and it suddenly became something I got to choose to be a part of rather than something I did because my family did it because my dad took us there on Sunday mornings. This is the point when I started to understand the impact of my sin and my separation from the Lord. It's when I began to understand that Jesus paid for my sins on the cross to bring me back into right relationship with God. It's the point when my faith became my own, and I got to invest in it myself. My freshman year of high school, my youth pastor invited me and my twin brother and some close friends into a discipleship relationship, and it was really formational. It really helped me grow and understand how to study the Bible, how to pray, and how to lead others to Christ. That group, uh, we are still together. Many of us, we went on to lead Bible studies throughout our high school, be leaders in the youth group. Some of us are pastors today. All of us are following Jesus. It's an encouraging uh, time to look back on. Well, the summer after I graduated high school, my youth pastor, he sat me down and he asked me if I had considered becoming a pastor ever. Now, he knew I was coming here to be an electrical engineer, that I had enrolled in the program here, and, uh, and I kind of just dismissed his question outright. He was reflecting on how passionate I was about ministry and about sharing about Jesus with others. And I kind of said, well, 
I, I can't see myself preaching. I struggle to put my thoughts into, into words and communicate those. How can I be a preacher? Uh, how can I do that role? Um, see, I, I'm really good at math and science, Larry. I'm going to go be an engineer. That's the logical thing to do. Uh, so I did. I came here. I, uh, I started the electrical engineering program. Uh, I, I was a part of Alina Life very early on, became a small group leader, invested heavily in this ministry, uh, and I loved it. I was passionate about ministry, but I was super passionate and nerdy about being an engineer, and I loved it just as much. Well, that conversation uh, with my youth pastor, that happened in July of 2001, so almost 19, almost 20 years ago. Uh, the summer of 2005, I, I started to wrestle with these, these competing passions for engineering and ministry, and so I decided to intern at the Estes Park Leadership Training Program, which you should all go to this summer with us. Uh, it was a chance for me to discern, should I do full-time ministry with my, my career or should I do engineering? And I loved the work of ministry, and I felt called to it. But the logical part kicked in again. It said, Nick, you have lots of student loan debt and you're going to have a degree in engineering. You should just work in engineering and pay that off and do ministry on the side like you've been doing so long, for so long. And so I did. I graduated. I got a job as a network engineer here uh, on campus. Uh, I was really good at my job. I, I earned a lot and was able to pay off my loans very quickly. As I neared the end of that, though, I, I met a great girl who, uh, who I love dearly, and I'm lucky enough said she would marry me. Uh, but the logical side kicked in again, and I decided, you know, we should just wait a little bit longer because I'm getting married, and maybe I shouldn't go into full-time ministry right away with that. So we waited another year to, to answer the call to ministry. And as that first year ticked away, I started having conversations with some of you there in the room that have come and visited uh, about, you know, maybe I'll just stay an engineer, and maybe I'll do this ministry thing on the side. Um, and we got counsel. We got a lot of good counsel from dear friends. And as Amy and I prayed and we listened to those, those voices, we decided, no, now was the time. And so in the summer of 2010, I left my job as a network engineer here on campus. I raised support full-time to be on staff here and work in this church and serve. And that has begun a nine-year year road of growth here, learning how to lead in new ways, how to grow, to take seminary courses. It was a road of struggle to be understood and find my fit on our staff team and in ministry find the ways that I was gifted. And along the way, I continue to wrestle with that question. Is this my full-time calling? Should I become a pastor? And so about three years ago, we finally started to honestly talk about that question. And I, Wayne and I talked about it, some others of you, and I talked about it, and we started to look fairly openly. What were my strengths and weaknesses? Where were my blind spots? Where are the areas that I needed to grow? And we began to work towards me becoming a pastor. We started to affirm that calling. Now, I don't know how Jonah felt about his three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. I can guess. But I can tell you my 19 years in the belly of engineering, in the belly of seminary, and in the belly of ministry formation, I cherish those years, those wrestling times. They have grown me and they have shaped me. They have prepared me for leadership in this church, leadership as a husband, as a father. The things I would not... I would not give up. There are great blessings in that time. But I'm glad God threw me in the belly and brought me back. And so today, almost 19 years later, I stand here ready to say yes to the call to become a pastor. I'm Nick Majeski, and that's part of my story.